The next speaker is Wes Williams. Uh, Wes's research interests include Renaissance and early modern literature. His publications include Pilgrimage and Narrative in the French Renaissance, The Undiscovered Country, and Monsters and Their Meanings. He continues to explore travel narratives. He also works on European film and in the theater as a writer and director. Wes is presenting his research together with Angharad Arnott Phillips, who is a principal partner in Storming Utopia, a project developed in partnership with the Pegasus Theater. Angharad's here, but she'd rather sit there and take questions afterwards. Um, uh, so I'll just say a few words. Um, I think this whole knowledge exchange business is great. I started uh, with it as being on one, um, asked to be on a committee judging and assessing things when it was first set up. And then I thought, oh, actually, I'd quite like a bit of this myself. So I've been very fortunate to move to the position where uh, this, this, this uh, Storming Utopia project has, has been very generously funded and supported more broadly by the KE Fellowship um, sort of set up as it's developed. So Storming Utopia is both a theatre piece, a show, from which you see one image there, there'll be another in a minute, and a research project. Both are grounded in work done both within and beyond the university, on islands in crisis and dreams of a better society, on the history of early modern European literature in particular, but also contemporary experience. The impetus for this phase of Storming Utopia comes from work on early modern, in other words, 16th, 17th century travel writing, both about actual and imagined journeys and places that I and also Richard Scholar, who's a partner in the project, uh, fellow at Oriel in French, have done over the past few years. Central to these has been Thomas More's Utopia, first published in 1516. But it's also rooted, this project, in the creative work and the journeys, again, both actual and imagined, taken by colleagues within contemporary Oxford, including in my partner institution, the Pegasus, and more specifically, the partner colleagues named here, and Harrod Arnott Phillips and Nomi Everall, who's a designer, um, been based at the Pegasus for the last few years. The project was initially set up as a collaboration between then Torch, Modern Languages, and the Pegasus, which is on Magdalen Road in East Oxford, a theatre which has, for the past 50 years, been working to foster properly innovative community engagement. And arising, arising out of earlier work that I'd done at the Pegasus, Storming Utopia involves people of all generations and from different parts of the city in an attempt to engage in discussion, argument, and also creative expression about the ancient meanings and contemporary significance of Utopia and a range of other early modern texts. In particular, and this is the storming bit, The Tempest, uh, Shakespeare's Tempest, but also Montaigne's uh, essay on cannibals, from which Shakespeare takes many themes in The Tempest, including, of course, his figure Caliban, which is a scrambled anagram of cannibal. So what we've done, basically, is um, uh, devised a show, made a show which is an intergenerational exercise in bringing together groups of people from around Oxford, as I say, from both within and beyond the university, from OX4, East Oxford, the area in which Pegasus is based, but also from uh, other parts of um, Oxford and indeed Oxfordshire. We've thought of it as a sort of exercise in practical utopianism, bringing together a motley crew, a bit like those who get washed up on Shakespeare's Island in the Tempest, and to discuss the constitution of ideal communities. So over the course of 10 weeks of rehearsals come workshops, we discussed what makes an island. My favorite definition is something surrounded by something other than itself. 
for instance, milk spilt on the kitchen floor. We also discussed ancient meanings and contemporary significance of utopia and, of course, dystopia, its opposite. People very quickly got to 1984, to um, uh, Margaret Atwood's uh, Handmaid's Tale, and to a range of other modern uh, uh, texts and things which they're Lord of the Flies, things that they're discussing either at school or beyond. And of course, given that we've been making this show over the last three months, we discussed Brexit. And indeed, as the show developed, Brexit became central to the story that we're telling. We've also, though, finally been trying to make... So, throughout discussion, theatre games, writing exercises, improvisations, and so on, something that struck us a great deal and has become central to the show has been the degree to which what we call the kind of early modern echo effect. Many of the metaphors and arguments uh, which animated the Reformation, Tudor times, the English-British Civil War have returned. The Great Divorce, the Clash of Religions, Parliamentary Sovereignty, the Tyranny of the Majority, these are themes that are very much alive today in contemporary political discourse. The fact that half of the people involved in the project didn't have a vote in Brexit, and yet their lives will be determined by that vote, has become, again, a very strong part of the show, and has also become a very strong part of discussions that we've had after the show. And in fact, for me, I love making this stuff, uh, but one of the really most moving and actually sort of knowledge exchange bits of the, of the show have been the discussions afterwards with audience members where performers, um, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old performers have been extraordinarily eloquent about the political uh, situation in which we are at the moment. And part of their eloquence has been uh, generated by their discussion of Shakespeare, Moore, Montaigne, and so on. So there's been real knowledge exchange, if you like, at a very straightforward level there. What have I learned? Well, I've learned how to work with uh, complex organizations and complex individuals um, at various different levels. I've also learned how to work with an extraordinary stage designer. There's the design of the set, which we're also going to take to Venice. I've learned how to administer things, which again are very complica complicated. Taking 25 people to Venice uh, to do a show just before the Biennale on an island to translate half of it into Italian so that it works for the Venetian audience. This has all been an enormous amount of work and an enormous amount of uh, challenge for somebody who spends most of their time with 16th century books. But it's also been a great joy. Um, and again, like you were saying, um, if you really want to do knowledge exchange, do the washing up, move things around on set, get involved in learning about the real practicalities of work outside uh, the library. And also, finally, bring people into the library. What part of the, uh, the last bit, um, one reason our set is like that is because it's also been enormously important for the project, but also for me, to bring uh, people who, even though they've lived their lives in Oxford, have never crossed Magdalen Bridge, have never come into the university, into our libraries, and to see what we have and to understand kind of what we do a bit more. Um, as I say, and Harrod's very happy in when we get to the uh, conversation a bit later to talk a bit more about the actual process, and so am I. Um, uh, I think I'll leave it there.